the Damaged Goods Podcast. Shit. Do you, uh, are you are you maintaining a certain uh, what do you call it, appearance for your fans? I don't. So so I yeah I I so I generally don't smoke on cam, and that's not even so much not even so much about my fans, more about my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Oh um, man. Yeah, you know, it has nothing really to do with, with, I mean, I'm in battle rap, bro. I mean, <laughs> not only are the, are the battlers savages, but the fans are also savages. So you, um, you don't want your daughter to see you blaze it. It's okay if she hears you, like, talking about what you're going to do to some dude's mother or awesome crazy. Because she, because she, under, she understands the context of the, of, of the entertainment, right? Like... Ever since she's been a little girl and we've been in the mall, she has seen me take pictures, sign autographs. Like, she knows what I do. Yeah. But, um, you know, she understands the context of, like, daddy saying a whole bunch of shit to make the crowd go crazy. Um, you know, in this entertaining TV show style of, of like, events. Um, which is slightly different than her seeing me smoke a J or a blunt yeah. um, during an interview or during, a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like anything like that, where she knows this part of it is not, this is not part of the, yeah, it's ain't part, part, of part of the, the in ring, you know, whatever. I can do um, <laughs> So, I mean, even if she, you know, even if she knows I smoke, um, you know, I just, that's, that's just not an image. Like, I don't know. That that to me though is just just something different. I respect that. Does she ever like get amped up on her father's side and maybe talk shit to uh, a potential opponent? Be like, "Yo, my pops burnt." <laughs> I mean, my pops burnt. <laughs> Yo, she she not into it like that. Like she just knows what I do, but she's really not that into it, man. She'd rather look at makeup tutorials and, and all, you know, she's, she's 12. She'll be, she'll be 13 in July, man. So like her mind is, is not even, she, she don't get, she don't give a damn as long as I get her a new pair of Air Max, man. <laughs> that's all, that's all, that's all she about. Give me, give me, give me the Air Max, bring me, get my hair done, my nail, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. The, uh, the voice of that responsible father of the year is my guest on Damage Goods this week. Uh, I've known this gentleman for quite a long time, and he's he's blossomed into uh, a top tier fucking battle rapper, a champion, a champion, if you will, dude. Uh, <laughs> Kingpin, this is Chilla Jones, man. This is my man Chilla, Kingpin, dude. Kingpin, not Kingpin. What's going on, Jake? Yeah, yeah. The Kingpin. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm I'm glad we got to do this, cause um. Chilla and I know each other for a long time ago. Chilla's from Boston, so in the man, from there we go. Might might be almost fifteen years, man. It's been yeah. a minute. Can you say adios, man? And <sighs> Chilla and I did a couple records together back when I used to make music, and he was doing his thing, I was doing mine, and then uh, kind of around the time I I purposely left uh, the music industry due to my extreme hatred for all things other than the art. I love the art, I just hated the mm. I, I, I paid attention to, I still paid attention to people that I knew personally in it because I fuck with people. And I see this one dude, I mean, Chilla's, he's not putting out records as much, he's not doing shit, but then he starts, starts battling. He starts killing it. Mm. He's killing it more. <laughs> okay, okay, Chilla's doing his thing. And then he's not just doing his thing; he's doing the thing, the damn mm. dude. You like the you like kind of like the one of the best out. Are you maybe the you technically you're you're the king of the dot champion, and you're the 2020 champion of of what 2020 champion of what? What is the proper term? So so the the champion of the year award is supposed to represent the number one battle rapper in all of battle rap. So it's supposed to span all leagues. All organizations, all, all companies, belts. all the belts. You unify the titles. Exactly, exactly. Um, you are the best. So yeah, I'm the I'm the number one guy, man. Woo! Number one guy. Damn, it's, it's 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 dope, man. You you know the beginnings, Jake. Like it's yeah. it's it's so dope. It's so dope to um. So dope, bro. The like, for me, for me, bro. 
the best part of it, and I know you'll feel this, is not the money or or any of that. It's the recognition for the art, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for people that I came up with, such as yourself, such as you know, such as other people um, that have kind of seen this journey firsthand, to you know, people in in the industry or in the underground who have you know reached out or who have spoken to me or about me or you know to, to where I can say man like as much as I love this 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 craft and as much as I enjoy and take pride in the way that I put put my 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 penmanship together to see certain people your you know your Royces your Joe Buttons your Chino Excels your Alchemists your Just Blaze you see all these people that watch battle rap acknowledge the creativity the genius behind your work yeah it's it's goosebumps bro it's goosebumps man like those look like spalding basketballs dog just goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy man so um that that's the best part of it man that's that's the best part of it to, to see that i made the people from my city proud and to see that people that I look up to respect and grew up on are so receptive to my talents that who, who know, who know who I am, that, that for whatever reason, they know me, they know who I am. Yeah, dude. They talk That's about insane you. to me, I bro. See, see people on uh, the interwebs, specifically Twitter, you know, gossip and talking about, who's going to battle who and this and that and chill and that, you know, the way they talk about you, man. It, and and I, I'll keep it funky. Like I don't follow battle rap super intensely, but I follow yeah. your shit and, and I respect craft and that specific craft it, a lot. So when I see it, I'm like, yo, man, they talking about my man, all kinds of ill ways. Like, you know, I, I just, it's so ill, man. I, I like when I can genuinely say that I'm, I'm proud and happy for somebody like, you know, that's sick. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you, I, man. When it's so, Right, I wasn't, you know, right when you kind of were probably making the shift and you were getting your, not even your feet wet, but you were really making a mark and shit. And then I start seeing these, these things, right? And, and I'm watching, and then I see this thing, it's like KOTD, King of the Dot. And you battle, mm. and, and I know my man, you're from Dorchester, right? Absolutely, Dorchester. Okay. So, uh, in, in, for non-Bostonians, uh, Dorchester is sometimes referred to as Dot, the Dot. Dot Ave is Dorchester Avenue. So I see, you know, Chilla battling in this King of the Dot show. I'm like, oh, word, my man's doing this local Dorchester battle rap. <laughs> and then I'm like, yo, there's quite a few battle rappers from Dorchester, like, doing the thing. And then I see some people who I knew were not from fucking Massachusetts. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, so Dot is some other shit. So please enlighten my ignorant ass. What is the Dot? You're the King of the Dot. What is this Dot? So, so the so the dot is supposed to be Toronto. Oh, dot is is a T dot. So a Bostonian is the king of fucking Toronto. Take that, take that, Drake. (laughs) You know that that's what that's where the league is spawned. That's where the league is from. Okay. Um, uh, you know, after a few years of being in existence, they merged with Grind Time, which was like a you know from back in the day. And uh, once they merged, you know, King of the Dot started doing U.S. events and incorporating wow. U.S. battlers kind of into this stuff. Okay. Um, so that's kind of, kind of, you know, how King of the Dot got to where they are now. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's what the Dot really stands for, King of the Dot. So if you, if you look at the logo or if you look at, you know, um, usually the K is like half of a maple leaf. That's, ah. that's why. Mm. It's, it's, I've spent a lot of time in Canada and I've been everywhere in Canada, not just the major cities. I've been in the bumfuck towns everywhere. Mm. And one thing Canadians are besides really cool and nice people, they're extremely apologetic. I don't picture Canadians being vicious battle rappers because they're very busy saying sorry. And they're very sorry often. (laughs) Great manners. I've had a lot of Canadian friends on this podcast. So polite. So how are they going to fucking step to anybody? Like, especially my man, Chilla, the Kingpin. It, they just have to like summon the fucking nastiest parts of their life and put all the stories away. <laughs> Yo, Pat. So Pat's day is a monster. Um, 
He's from Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, uh, he he's super cold, and obviously, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people are familiar with like Sharon, um, who's done Wilding Out and stuff like that too. Um, BET and a bunch of things. He he's cold too, but um, yeah, it's, there's definitely a big discrepancy though, bro, between you know top tier Canadian battle rappers and top tier you know American battle rappers. It's it's a pretty 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 noticeable difference um but what's the noticeable difference um, well well just in the just in the amount that there are you know what i mean like like don't get me wrong canada has a ton of battle rappers but they they only have in general yeah yeah you know what i mean but there's there's only maybe two or three that that you know could could be considered like elite or you know whatever you want to call it so, like, even if you look at places like, you know, I mean, New York's an easy one. Take St. Louis, right? I, 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 w- I could say that St. Louis is more top-tier battle rappers than the entire country of Canada. Mm. You could say that about Chicago. You could say that about Detroit. You can say that about um, Philly. You know, there's a, there's a lot of just cities. Yeah. American cities. Yeah. that have more top tier or elite level battle rappers than the entire country of Canada. So I'm just saying like the, the ratio, the discrepancy between like people that would be considered elite from Canada compared to people that would be considered elite from here. It's just, it's, it's a big, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big I, difference, man. I can dig it. Where in the, in the U S is you think St. Louis has got, or who, who in the U S Pound for pound, which city possesses the largest population of ferocious <laughs> man? You you it would have to be New York, but I, but then I also I also feel like they should be split into boroughs almost because it's like too many rappers there, it's too many MCs. Yeah, it's way it's way too many, and that's that's where a lot of the leagues were based out, bro. So if you got you got to think if there's gonna be an origin for for battle rappers if 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 you have the the biggest league in the world only doing events in new york for six years yeah they don't. Of, you know of course they're going to cater to new york mcs new york mcs are going to get more opportunities they're going to get more you know it, that's that's how it is so poison, like, the, the the is poison pen was he grind time my man poison pen was yes he, yeah okay that's my homie shot at the poison pen yeah he was grind time he's, he's king of the dot now i, okay, I, I right. believe um, or yeah, at least some affiliation. I know when King of the Dot did their, uh, they did a tournament in 2020, and Poison Pen was the uh, the head of the East Division. They did like uh, East, South, North, and uh, West. Um, and Poison Pen headed the East Division. Um, so shout out, shout out to Pen. Um, but yeah, so you know, I, I think it all depends, bro. Um, just Depends on on, because the styles are so different, right? Like, yeah. But but between like, you know, Pat Stay, Sharon, or like those kind of styles, I don't. I just don't think Americans like gravitate to it. Like, I like it's uh, it's I, it's weird. I can see what you mean. Yeah, different tastes. I mean, even in the states with just regular hip hop, not even battle rap, there's regional styles that some people just can't hang with. Certain people from yeah. the Northeast can't accept a certain style from this place, or people from the West Coast might not fuck with this. And it's just what you've been born and bred on, what you've heard, what you really like. And a certain style is so foreign, it just don't make sense to you. And you'll never get Facts. it. You'll never like it. And I, and I can't Facts. be mad at people for that, you know? Right. And then, you ha- and then you have New York, you know, and you have the, you know, leagues that are starting in New York and New York having its own style, its own, you know, that, that that then becomes the needed style to get on that platform. So then you have all these people from all these different cities, from St. Louis, from Detroit, from Boston. Yeah. They have to kind of sound like New York rappers. Just to even get in. To, to even, you know, to even resonate with the crowds that, that are out there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So so it's it's just, it's tough, you know, when you're thinking about, like, where the cream of the crop or the most battlers are. It's like New York kind of ha- has an unfair advantage in that regard. Always, at least with hip hop for the most of the time, it's of existence. They kind of have. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So um, if we take New York out of the equation, there's, there's a lot of cities that can make a case. Um, Detroit has a lot of really top tier elite level MCs. Um, Philadelphia has some, some top tier level MCs. Um, St. Louis for sure has, you know, four or five top tier level MCs. Um, but my favorites, bro, the cities you'd never expect, man. The best ones, you know, the best ones, you know what I'm saying? You can get that one kid chill out of Boston and he's like one of, one of the dopest, you know what I'm saying? You got real deal out of Pittsburgh. What one one of the dopest? He's an animal. You know what I'm saying? You, you you get people just from random random places on the map, and they they tend to be the craziest ones. You know what I'm saying? Like I go a little harder sometimes when you're coming out of a place that doesn't have a larger industry presence. Exactly, man. Like like it it just takes so much more. You know, to come from a scene where. You know, there's not a lot of battle rap going on out there, Jake. You know what I'm saying? Like outside of the league that I ran, that there wasn't a lot of lot of things going on out there for battle rap. Now, in Boston, there's like seven or eight different leagues now. What? It's 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 crazy how many different leagues there are out here right now. That seems like almost unnecessary it's, to have that many. It is unnecessary. It's way too many, especially when you're recycling the same forty battlers. Yeah, like the NBA has a lot of teams. You, if you had five NBAs, like how many more players and teams? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? You got one guy playing in this league, and then, the, and then he got to play in the next league the other night. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's just a, you know, I guess it's just a tribute to like how popular battle rap has become. Yeah. And, um, you know, that part of it, knowing that part of it is dope to see, but. There's def, you know, there, there's just there's so many leagues out here now, and it was like when I was when I was coming up, I ran a league, and that was it. When I stopped running it, there was there was nothing going on for a few years, and then and then all of a sudden, all these leagues start popping up. And you 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 said something earlier when we were talking about you know your daughter's enthusiasm and shit, and making the crowds respond and react. And and I know crowds at battles can get crazy, rowdy, excited. What cities got the mm-hmm. best crowds for battle rap? What, what, where are the fans the most hungry for the shit and go a little wild? Yeah. Um, Which city? <clears throat> it's going to sound so biased, man. Boston? There's nothing better, Jake. Nothing oh, better. You know, I ain't going to get Yo, <laughs> nothing better than standing, and you, and you know this, nothing better than standing on stage at the middle fucking east. Yeah, I won the fucking Super Bowl battle when I was like 19 there, dude. Yeah. At the middle fucking east. When that shit is packed and the energy is right. It's downstairs. There's no sunlight. There's no windows. You can't breathe. Dog, it is incredible, man. Like, incredible dog um make me tear up on my own podcast chiller man (laughs) yo it's goose it's goosebumps every time um boston for sure um because yo for for people that don't know doesn't matter if you're battling performing whatever it's a very cold place i don't mean like environmentally people are really reluctant to show you any love even people from your own neighborhood whatever it is and to the earn respect, whether performing just your regular set or battling, you have to come from the gut and be and be ferocious. And to earn anybody's respect, it's a very hard fought battle. Even just to earn the respect of like your family members growing up was not easy. So like, you translate that into art music. It's it's an incredible accomplishment that I you know you 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 describe very well right there. Yeah. Um so that you know that's that's definitely number one for me on my list um but uh, you know other cities that that i've <clears throat> enjoyed who had a really good crowd um london london had a really great crowd man great city man they love hip-hop they're very so much they're very enthusiastic they're not too cool for school they're they're there to have a good time and participate in the show yeah and you know it's it's 
you, you notice that in the, you know, when I've done London and, and like, you know, other places outside the country, I feel like they're still in that golden era, bro, where, where they appreciate the real everything. And I, and, and it makes me, it makes me feel like we are spoiled to death out here. People will, people will buy tickets to a concert and then stand in the back and talk the whole time. Yeah, they don't even want to look. It's like, you know, you don't want to be showing love and paying attention to the show. You want to look like you're busy networking or doing something. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you literally bought a ticket to get in here. What are you doing? I'm old for that shit. <laughs> cool for school, man. Yo, it's it's crazy, man. But but yeah, London definitely. Um <laughs> LA actually has had some lit crowds for me. Okay. Um, yeah, LA has a... LA, next time you're out there, holler at me. We'll do the podcast in LA. I'm, I'm abroad right now at the moment, but... Come oh, me. yeah, no, I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll be in LA late May. I'll be there, baby. Let's do it. Late May. I'll definitely reach out. Yeah. Um, you and somebody will battle live on the podcast. No, I would never do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking dick move. I don't do that. <laughs> um but but yeah uh you know we'll see la let's see what are the crowds um chicago was pretty live chicago, chicago was pretty live too they just live yeah that whole city wow crazy yeah. crazy um yeah th- those are probably the best crowds bro you know when i when i was younger right uh, when I before I was like releasing music and shit, I was just trying to catch wreck. And I was a storyteller. That was what I wanted to do when I made music. But I was just like this young kid trying to get attention. So I was entering like local battles. And that was back when they were like freestyle round robin, like blaze battle shit, not what you do. Yeah. Off top. So I go to like you know, wait, Middle East, like a biscuit head battle, at Bill's Bar, local battle, All Asia, Milky Way, JP, Shavu. I was everywhere. I was a young dog. I was ran down the legend list, dog. And I, I was out there like, like a, a, a version, an eighteen-year-old version of me. I didn't even have any like peach fuzz, and you know, it wasn't just a battle um to rhyme. The crowds and shit got wild. You, like I've had guns pulled on me while battling. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, dudes were getting fights, not me, but like I remember I was in a biscuit head battle, and I'm on stage at Bill's Bar, this place in Boston near Fenway, and I'm in the, I'm in the semifinals battling a guy who would later become one of my best friends but he's a pretty thugged out serious student time we knew each other but we weren't tight and we're going rounds i'm kind of doing my thing though the crowd's loving me Mm -hmm. his boy who also becomes my friend later is in the front row and he's a very serious student and they throw in the most violent threats at me from the front row like you 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 come off the stage it's you know like all this crazy shit and like that was the shit that you put up with in the crowds and like I remember dudes, like, I've won battles walking out with cash. Maybe dude try to run you. Then your boys have to step in, you know? And that's, like, you're not just battling on stage. You're battling just to get to and from there. And that's, that's a fact. This is the early 2000s. It was a more rugged environment than a lot of shows now. And the crowd was a wild crowd. But I, I always see people asking and wondering this question about the battle rap climate now that you exist. Is that... Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe this is more between the two MCs going head to head is it gets heated. It gets intense. There's mm-hmm. pride on the line. There's money on the line. There's reputations and you got your boys, your people's there you're representing. And you know, we've all seen a couple of highlights on the interwebs with battles turn to fisticuffs. Have sure. you ever been in a, in a situation where whether you were battling or maybe you were up next or something, where the, the 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 battle turned to a physical battle, a physical battle, if you will. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. On on like the high <laughs> but these are the fancy battle leagues though. I'm talking about when I was doing that shit, it wasn't on TV as much. You've got cameras everywhere around you and shit. So it got that level crazy. Dudes were scrapping, throwing hands. Oh yeah. Fires. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few of them. Um give me a few. So let's see. Um, so I was I was in the building for the uh, disaster math Hoffa fight. Ooh. Um, funny enough, I battled Real Deal that night, and uh, yeah, I was literally um, not too far from the stage actually, 
And and when uh you know when this threw the punch and and gangs jumped in and everything got crazy like literally it was like melee everybody who was in the audience like everybody was being pushed back like shit was just clearing out like it, it you know that was crazy um I went to a I uh had a battle last year in October at a New England League event called no coast they have um a new england division they have a midwest division they have you know di different whatever's yeah <clears throat> um but there's a new, Eng a new england division i did like a, a like a one round promotional battle um and there was a fight that night where, there was a where in new england was this particular situation um this happened in Nashua, New Hampshire. Fine town in Nashua, New Hampshire. Glorious. And, Hampshire. and the battle was between somebody from Dorchester Woo. and somebody from Brooklyn, I believe. Or let me not say Brooklyn. Somebody from somewhere in New York. No, but they, I, be, I, I believe they live clo closer to like the, the maybe the Linnish area. Mm. Oh, so um, they're New York too, but they live in Mass. Right. Okay, okay. Um. And, uh, you know, my guy Vic from Dorchester, from Boston, um, you know, hits a pretty personal, touchy subject. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it popped off and the event was over. Woo. The event was over. Um, and then um, the battle before that, I also... Uh, now this one is in Brockton. Um, I was doing another one round promotional battle. This was maybe in like August or September, actually, like a couple months before. Um, at this event, there was a fight outside. Wasn't even between the battlers, actually. Fans or crew members? Of Fans. Just... And crews, yeah. Like honorages. Yo, that's what it, yo, usually that's what it is. is an that's what it be. That one, Flecton. That's what it be, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's 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 interesting, bro. Like, you know, you would you would think with the way that battle rap has kind of evolved, yeah, and like there's a, there's a there's a yeah, you know what I'm saying? The, the, almost, it's like this yeah. battle in this ring on stage, and that's only where it's going to be. It's going to remain in that. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? So you would think that, you know there almost would wouldn't be as as much of that that stuff you know as much as we saw back it's hard in the day. to have somebody stand five inches from your face and say they're gonna fuck your mother and your girlfriend 18 different ways and kill your family and not lose your shit you know right right so you know the, you know and those were you know those last two were literally within the past year Chill. And I, I can tell you there's definitely been more events that I've been to that I just, I can't think of off the top of my head, but I, I would say there's probably at least two to three more events that I've been to where the battlers themselves have, have needed to be broken up. Now, I know you to be a pretty suave, reserved, calm gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, you, you got a prowess about you, but you, you calm, you cool. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, yourself, found yourself in the midst of a battle where tensions got super tight between you and, and your opponent, or maybe the opponent's entourage. Yeah. Um, if you care to share. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, bro. Um, but I'll tell you why a, a lot of, you know, my style and a lot of the way that I attack my opponents, I don't, I don't, I don't get personal really. I don't, you know, a lot of battle rappers maybe rely on that a lot or a little too much to try and either get under somebody's skin yeah, or, you know, you know, because the crowds love to, to, to feel like somebody's being exposed or like some new information is being, is being given so that, you know, that tends to be a crutch for a lot of people, but yeah, I don't generally go that route. So I don't, you know, although I'm out rapping a lot of my, my competition, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm literally beating them in a battle of rapping. I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to. You know what I'm saying? Like, Supreme so you're not taking the low road, if you will. Not right. the low road, but you're not. You know, you're not pulling low blows, 
just to garner attention and clout and, and reactions. You're just going to hit them with some bars. Exactly. Um, so I have, I haven't been in a lot of situations where like things have gotten tense. So I've, I've had, you know, problems with, with, uh, people's entourage. Um, I've ha- I don't know that anybody's ever gone that crazy toward me either, as far as on a personal level. There's only been one battle rapper who's mentioned my daughter. Yeah, that's not cool. Which was conceded. Um, and then, uh, I mean, everything else is just like generic stuff, bro, like generic threats, like shit that's not, you know, shit that they're saying to be funny or sound cool or for the sake of a punchline. Okay, cool. But like, nobody's really gotten gotten too, too personal with me. I think most people understand that A, it's not going to bother me and B, it's not going to win them the battle against me. So, so I, I you know, I, I think people know that and they try to find other ways to win, but you know, it would, it would be really difficult for a battle rapper to be able to say something to me to get me to that level. I have, I have such a control over my energy, bro. It's crazy. Is there not some like Tony Montana level of, understanding like no women no kids thing like with, with him <laughs> we're not gonna kill his wives and, and children but, or is it like fucking russian mafia we're gonna kill everybody your family and the mexican mafia yo kill everybody jake it depends it it totally depends i can t- i can tell you that um with certain battlers especially battlers that i would say i'm cool with or might consider myself a friend to I, you know, there, there are times where you would definitely have some type of arrangement or agreement where you're like, okay, you know, this shit's off the table. I know type shit. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take a certain shit off the table that you might know about each other or that you might've been a witness to, because at the end of the day, you know, we're all professionals and we're, you know, most of us are not trying to inflict any real life repercussions for the shit that we're saying. Yeah. in these battles i'm not trying to break up your marriage i'm not gonna not gonna talk about that one time you stuck a chick to your room and like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that you know what i mean like because a i don't need to and b like it's it's that's that's poor form for to me that's poor I've form been, I've a lot of dudes are jealous and like low-key kind of hate you that you can avoid having to stoop to that level and still be like this reigning champion and kill a motherfuckers just off pure skill and you don't have to pull those punches. I'm sure that's very frustrating to the people who, who do utilize that tactic. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, it makes you know, it better I, for you. I, you get it, they're more thrown off game. They're more flustered. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I, think, I think also for, for a lot of the fans, man, because for a long time, Jake, I had this reputation of being boring, right? I had this reputation of like. What, why? Why they say my man Chillaborn? They say Chilla say Chillaborn for a lot of different reasons. A, they don't get my material, so so they're so they're not captivated by it. It goes over their head because they're too. Goes over their head mentally. And B, yeah, and B because I'm not up there being you know trying to expose somebody. I'm not like you know, snitch, snitching out somebody for some criminal shit that they did, like... You know, and that's, and, that's like, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But but that's who, at least for a long time, man, the fans have gravitated to the battlers who were like that or who did that, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they're just interested in the, the headline, the like scandal, and the... Man. Humans love that shit. We watch reality shows and talk. Exactly. See the crazy fucked up trailer trash with five kids and this this chick doing dumb shit. We like to see people fight. We like that glory. Not we like me and you, but the proverbial we. You know. Facts. Yeah. Towards that shit because it's it's some like Roman Colosseum sickness where we want to see two gladiators fight to the death so we can give them the big old thumbs down and let the lions eat them and we stand in the exactly. Street. You know, it's the human. Thing. it's yeah 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 you know what i'm saying so um you know that the interesting thing about you know when things started to kind of, kind of shift for me and change a little bit it's been the pen it's been the pandemic bro the pandemic has forced crowds out of the buildings yeah i was gonna ask how do you guys battle now or how were you battling this past year it's 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 literally been you know, us getting tested the day before the event, 
and then battling on a live stream with with almost nobody else who in the room. are the people that are even there the cameraman the judge well, the, the cameraman the sound people um no fans all the, no no fans so no it's fans. Like, it's the, like, some of some of the recent events have had fans. Yeah, yeah. But no, during I, most of the pandemic, yeah, it's been it been like, no fans. Dudes were playing when you had to watch the seas, and there's nobody in the crowd. In the bubble, fake cheering. I imagine when I used to watch those games, I was like, if I was a professional basketball player, like yes, I'm still getting paid, and I, I'm playing my game I love, and we're probably all playing pretty hard. But I had to imagine that most of those players, not all, most of them weren't playing their hardest because I know there's a part of every, not just sport, but every art, every entertainment, even like whatever we all do, especially when you're on stage or performing in front of people that were driven by this one aspect of the crowd there. And I used to feed off it as mm. and, and, and I understand that. And when you remove that element, I got to imagine it removes not all of your drive, all your motivation, because you didn't start because of that, but mm -hmm. there's a rush of that, 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 that adrenaline is something that kind of make you step up to the plate, maybe even still yeah. confidence in you. Did you feel like you were different, performing different without a crowd? Oh, let me move this thing. I'm listening. Um, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know that I, that I've, you know, been performing different without the crowd. Um, I can tell you that the, it's had the opposite effect to where I've gotten more confident. Hmm. And um, I, think, I think a lot of that is because when you have events where there are big stages and you know, thousands of people in the crowd, they, they favor a certain, again, they favor a certain type of style. So they're, they're gonna favor you know, A, B, C, D, a cat ran up the tree and they're going to go crazy because it's simple. It's easy to follow. Mm. They, they get it. They understand it. Yeah. You know, when I, when I go on that same stage and I, and I start doing my thing and breaking words down and, you know, doing shit with the English language, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it, it's not received as well in that type of setting because they want the quick shit. They want the easy shit. They want the shit that, that, that's easy to remember. And they can, they don't want to go home and watch my shit again, Jake, to understand, yeah. you, you know, what I was saying. And so this environment is exactly the environment that my style thrives in. Because your words live a little longer, right? They, they marinate in the brain. I, Your words live longer. There's there's no crowd to, to distract you, and I and I think that's a big part of it too, especially in big events. Is there's so much going on? Yeah. From the performance to the honorages behind the battlers to the host, to the host doing to the yeah. bartenders. Oh, that bartender looks fly. To the to a fight going on Trash. in the back. Like there's, there's so much. Yeah, it's so much going on. You know what I'm saying? That's so it's point. like that's a good point. You, you, when you take all of that stuff out of the equation and you just put two dudes in a room with a camera and say rap, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really fucking hard to beat me in that type of... And your art kind of just shines through as a more of a clear light. That's, that exactly. makes sense, man. I, um, makes me think, like, when I started writing, like, books and shit, which is what I do now, my mm -hmm. words live in a different way because it's not about rhyming. And it's not necessarily about living on a beat within a musical context and all of these other things. It's the, the poetry of it all cuts right through and mm. it hits a little harder in the heart. It sticks a little longer in the mind because there's nothing else to detract from it. So I get what you yeah. say, and that's interesting. I never would have thought that. I thought it would have been maybe less thrilling for somebody in your position. But actually, when you say that now, and be knowing you and your style being so good with the English language with words, it makes sense why it, it kind of worked to your advantage and maybe it was more pleasurable because now your words just that's all there is and you, no one can hide from it. And they gotta hear exactly. It. Exactly. And 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 that's what it is, Jake. That's exactly what it is. Is you can hide from it 
when there are crowds and when there are yeah. flashing lights and, and chicks, chicks in bikinis, ring card girls. And sparks oh, you guys and get like, ring card girls too. It's, yo, you, you, you can, you, <laughs> you, 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 I'm married, but I'm still going to come. <laughs> you guys do one in Mexico, I'll host the shit or something, dude. Or like, we'll last, we'll go. I would love to do one in Mexico, man. I gotta find I would love to do one in Mexico. Your fucking talents, but uh, yeah. I would love to do one in Mexico. Um, but yeah, man. Already good. <laughs> I got the ring card girls, um, the Cate girls, man. They do all the boxing down here. I got you. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm the professional man. card girls, dude. Yeah. We just need to get. Yeah. You I bet the boxing out there is fire. Yeah. It's man. Fun. Um. But yeah, bro. You know. So. Yeah. It's 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 been dope, man. Because the pandemic has forced for you know. People have to listen to me now. They have to focus on what I'm saying. They have to directly compare my raps to somebody else's raps. Yeah. And so they no longer want the simple shit. They no longer want the easy shit. Now they look at it and they're like, man, we don't, we don't want that, you know, we don't want that fucking McDonald's fast food fucking processed as, yeah. you know, e easy to manufacture bars. We want this fucking gourmet shit chiller guy. Like, he's doing all types of shit over here. Organic shit on the plate. I can dig you know it. what I'm saying? So it's, it's, that's really, really been a big difference maker for me, bro. I, I feel like that's why I was able to dominate in 2020 the way that I did. Because it just forced people to have to compare yeah. my lines, my quotes, my bars directly to someone else's. And, and nothing else is being factored in. You're, you're not worrying about how the crowd is reacting to us. Because that's a big indicator, too, for a lot of people of who wins the battle. If you're watching a battle yeah. and one guy is making the crowd go nuts and the other guy is getting silenced, as a casual viewer, you're going to be inclined to think the one making the crowd going nuts is kicking his teeth in. Now, but, like, but can't that be... And I remember this. When I would battle those freestyle battles, there would be the two types of battles. The ones where there would be, like, three judges on the ones that would let the crowd do it. The problem was one dude who could not be that nice with it, bring 50 people, and they're going to go crazy no matter what. And the dude who was the nicest maybe only has nobody there, and it was always kind of lopsided. And, and you know, yep. that was always an issue people had. Is that still Same thing. Yeah? Same thing, bro. Same thing, bro. And, and what, what you find now, especially in those bigger events, is it becomes more about popularity, man. Yeah, and it becomes that's, more that's, about popularity, dude. That's like all art, music in particular, hip hop even more in particular. Popularity, yeah. It never stops, dude. You get out of high school, that shit don't stop. Man, it just, it just, it's that. That's all it is, bro. So you can have battle rappers who will always sell tickets to their to their same core group of fans. Those same core group of fans will always show up. They'll always go go on stage with average material. Yeah. but get get incredible reception from from their fan base at the event and yeah. and that's how they make their living that's 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 what keep, keeps them in the position that they're in you know what i mean it makes it so much harder for other guys to kind of break into that because you can be incredible and stand in front of somebody who's okay and and lose in the eyes of a lot of people because they're going off of this guy making the crowd go crazy and not off the fact that you're saying some incredible shit. Yeah, I man, that shit that shit always kind of bothered me, but and it's it's kind of one of those things that I don't know what anyone can do about it. You know, how do you how do you remove that, eradicate that issue? I mean, I, I think I think the solution now and I think the solution that it helped to expose is is do both do both have 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 some events where where you know you got thousand two thousand people and okay cool and then have some events where there's nobody there yeah and know that you're gonna book a certain type of battler for these type of rooms and know that you're gonna book a certain type of battler for these events with two thousand people and 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 just just balance it out and do it how you're gonna do it but I, but I think it's at a point now where in these small rooms, it, it takes all of that shit out of the equation. Mm. It takes all of it out. So 
the popularity contest goes out the window, the fan, none of that matters when, when you're in a small room with a microphone, a cameraman with a live stream and people are watching and you just got to rap better than the person that you're in there with. Yeah. Doesn't matter how long you've been here. Doesn't matter what your name is. You know, 2020 was also a year that recognized a lot of rookies, quote unquote, rookies in <laughs> battle rap. Quotation marks, listeners. Quotation marks. Quotation marks because they, they are rookies to the league, not rookies to battle rap. But these are a lot of guys who have been in the culture and in battle rap for years. And if it weren't for the opportunity to battle some of the more popular guys, in a setting where their fan base means nothing, mm. they would not be getting a lot of the recognition that they are currently getting. Mm. Because, on, you know, on a, on a bigger stage, Jake, no matter how good they are, they're going to get ran out of the building because this guy sold 272 tickets. And no matter what he says, they're going to go crazy. And no matter what you say, they're going to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So not only did you see, you know, people like myself having a better year and emerging and, and <clears throat> you know, starting to be recognized more, but a lot of these no-name guys going up against these top-tier guys were winning yeah. unanimously because, because then it just became, well, who's the better rapper out of these two? Like, I, I've watched this guy for 10 years, and I've never seen this guy. But who's the better rapper out of these two? I like I like the new guy. Yeah, and it and it's it's just brought it back to that kind of essence, man. And I actually love that about where the culture is now. That's good. Um, I just hope we don't lose it once we you know start to get back to some sense of normalcy. Mm. You know, there's there's always been this like uh, notion within hip hop <clears throat> that like. People would say, oh, this, this MC is a, is a battle MC and he's great, but he, they don't make songs, they don't make music. Mm -hmm. And that was something that kind of started back when battles were more like the freestyle round robin and, or just diss tracks or whatever. I mean, I, I've known you from a dude who was making records before right. the shit. What we know as battle rap now is something that is so much different from when this notion emerged this is mm -hmm. like, i mean this is like a, a this is literally like like fight leagues well organized incredible levels of talent it's not just dudes like you know busting each other's balls and playing the dozens in a, in a version of rhyme this is like strategic thought out warfare and it's such a different level of it right no you used to make records and good records at that and stuff but you've also just fucking amassed amazing career in the battle game dude like you're, you're one of the best in the world and and i i wondered i was like you know do you does chilla do you still like have ambitions to make records and do things or like and not not knocking you either way just pure curiosity on the snake man's game. Yeah. like because yeah. battle rap now isn't what it was in like 2005 and six and seven where you saw dudes like you know i don't know you could name a dude like cannabis or like a Dudes like KT even from um, Cambridge, or, and, and not yeah. talking these guys. I'm just saying, what 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 exists in the realm you are in is is something so different than what people could have fathomed back then. That yeah. you don't need to make records and worry about record deals. Like there's a whole fucking fan base. There's a whole niche genre that's not even niche. It's pretty fucking big. Mm -hmm. um, but do you like still want to make records? Do you still want? What are you just straight battling? Like where you at? Oh no, nah, we we doing both, man. I've so I haven't put anything out um, since 2014. Yeah, I, I see. It was, was my last project. Mm -hmm. um, I got about a hundred songs, Jake. Um, ready, you better locked and loaded. Max B mixed um, it's like 30 tracks and fucking mixtape, right? <laughs> I love Max. Yo, I yeah. it's it's. I've I've had to be a little more strategic because of the of the the stereotype that you just talked about. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 still one that lives. You know, although I think there are tons of battle rappers who make great music. 
yeah. that that stereotype still exists. And I realized that whatever my first impression is on my fan base is going to be probably the one that lasts. Mm. So I, so I need to make sure my first step is my best step. And I need to make sure that everything that I follow with um, is really, really, really on point. And mm. so, although I know how to make music, I know how to make songs. I've been doing that for two decades. I know how to do it. That's how I know you. And I knew you was good at it back then. So I was just, I was wondering where you were at with it now. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to be especially careful. You know what I'm saying? And especially strategic about, about, you know, um, what I'm doing. But, you know, with that said, like I said, I got about a hundred records done. I have my, uh, we got a video shoot next week with meth. Um, in New York, it's gonna be crazy. Um, that's who's meth. Yeah, man. Meth and man, man. I know. Listen, I got a lot of listeners who aren't like hip hop heads, so you know you might. <laughs> like, man, he's gonna be doing drugs at your video shoot, bro. He's talking about a drug, dude. He's talking about a legend. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I got a couple other um. A couple other features and a couple other songs that we're working on. But right now, I'm just in a mode, bro, where I'm trying to get some visuals together. Yeah. I want to shoot, like, two or three videos. And then once I have, like, a little, you know, like, a little log of, of shit stacked up, then I can start dropping. So I'm hoping, you know, for this Method Man video that we're about to shoot, I'm hoping to drop that probably end of May, early June. Who did the, um, the track? I wonder if I, anyway. um so yeah so it's uh so it's me it's uh my brother mr jones um still singing and then it's uh meth it was produced by the dope boys i don't know you tell me i got so i got so many records bro like i, I got I, I get them in because if you can't recall i get it i get i get them in bunches so like i have a you know a bunch of records with dope boys a bunch of records with tone jones a bunch of records with like so it's just so so many different people i don't even remember what batch that one is in the universe i'm sure you get like beats flung at you on the regular via email you know so oh all, all, yeah all, all over the place um i like how you did but, uh, that humbly <laughs> i was like battle rap shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know he's the best, I'm, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm such a I'm such a humble person, Jake. That when, other people, bra- when other people brag for me, bro, I I I I I let them. Yeah, <laughs> I let them. It, it gets you know I mean? downloads and listens and streams. I'll brag for you on this. Yo, speaking <laughs> of which, uh, our mutual friend, my my former radio show co-host, DJ Beans, who's the shit. She's a big fan of Chilla, and Beans is like, that's my dog. That's my dogette. That's my dudette. Facts. She, she's quite a, a fan of the Method Man. She quite enjoys the Method Man. Uh, oh, she does. Yes, and also the physical. So, like, if you wanted to, like, you know, don't tell her you have the video shoot, or if she hears this, she's going to probably find <laughs> the video shoot. Just try to, like, make sure his bodyguards are close by because she will penetrate all bodyguards and crowds. <laughs> now, being That's funny. Oh, she won't fan out no, nobody, but I know she's quite a fan of Method Man. Shout out to my girl. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Shout out to Beans, man. I wish we had Shout you out Beansy. Show, man, when we had the show together, man. Well, you go on her next show. Come on my other show. I got we got a bunch of things in the works, man. But we both I'm with it, bro. I'm with it. You know, I'm always with it, man. I'm Yo, definitely down. I wanted to ask you this too, man. And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Have you ever done like any like 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 freestyle battles, like off the top? Mm-hmm. Well, not not like in the leagues you were in, maybe, but more coming up or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean that that's what it that's what it was. You know, what I'm saying where, like that's that. Where I came. Yeah. And yeah. That, you that's what it was. I, way late in the game when I was just making records, so I never mm-hmm. ventured in there. I didn't want to venture in there. I knew that wasn't my territory. I was more, mm-hmm. like I said, storytelling. But I come from a family of shit talkers in Boston. Everyone's a shit talker, mean. So I was just good off the head. Are you going to make fun of me? I'm going to make fun of you 10 times over. So it's more natural. But I was always curious. It's like, does Chilla have like a little experience and background in that since he's so nice in this realm over here? Yeah, for sure. And I I tap into it a lot, man, in the the actual battles. So you sometimes go ahead and just disrespect them on some shit right on the moment. What they say to you, you go back on them or what they're wearing or what just happened. 
right. I yo, I don't I don't know if you if you haven't seen, I'll show you after. Show me after. My my last battle I did was versus a Kayshawn. Um, it was in January, and there was a moment in this battle where um as I'm beginning my round, so he he had just wrapped his first round, the bottom of the first round on me. And as I began to wrap my round, one of the um, streaming technicians comes out and starts adjusting his microphone. Um, and in the middle of my bar, I said something like, uh, something, something, uh, I shall fire on you. Very convenient. He looks com- you look comfortable with a nigga putting a wire on you. <laughs> and, and they, yo, See that's they the went like, yo they went they went crazy Jake like it's it's one of the probably the biggest bar of of the year so far in 2021 but they went and it was right at the beginning of my round bro like yo so so crazy about that spontaneity like we all love the premeditated well thought out artistically crafted shit because it's so ill and in depth but there's something about spontaneity that. No matter who you are a fan of, who you're there to see, where you can't help but react. It's a natural thing. You you hit people's instincts with that. You got them in the primal fucking realms of that gut, and that's what mm-hmm. I always liked. So that's ill, man. You just put a big ass smile on my face when you said that. Not just because the bar was clever, but that you're utilizing those skills still, man. That makes me happy in the end. Oh yeah, nah, definitely, bro. I'm a, I'm a, I'll, I'll send you the link when we jump off the uh, please the Zoom. I'll show you the joint. It's, it's you'll you'll love it though, bro. It's, yeah, it's, I'm, uh, I'm like, dude, I'm like still smiling. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you put nails in dudes' coffins, bro. Quick, quick. No, the, the battle was over there, bro. First four lines of my first round. Nicknames besides Kingpin, are you like the Widowmaker, the fucking Grim Reaper? Do you have any like? <laughs> I mean, I mean, people, you know, Kingpin is most common. Um, Chilla, Chilla Jones. Some people call me Killer Jones. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the um, Ender, the fucking Apocalypse rap. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Something um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it, though, I think. Kingpin, Killer Jones. Um, yeah, that's, 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 really, that's really it, but. Damn, dude. So- yeah, man. When you ascend to such a, a high level of, of champion, like what's 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 next, man? What 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 still drives you? What what do you what do you even um you hunger for continued dominance? Are you gonna pull some yo, fifty and old retire shit? May what like where you at? Yo, it's it's so weird, Jake, because I keep thinking that as I'm climbing this ladder and and oh, making this progress. Ladder, bro. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You might be at the top of the ladder. No, n- no, I, I, I am. But that, but that's my point, bro. Like, I don't know how to turn this motor off, dog. I don't. I like. I don't know how to not feel like there's more to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people, people keep saying that to me. Like, yo, chiller. Like, you're, you're the, you're the number one guy in the world. There's, li- you literally can't get any higher. You can't get any higher than you are right now. The only thing you can do is repeat and be the number one guy again this year. But but MJM, dude, you know what you need to do? You need to like stop for a year or two, learn how to play guitar, work on some other <laughs> math, come back, smoke your shit, on right? these motherfuckers 18 times <laughs> over. All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado, also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD, so they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. They got chicken and salmon flavored ones. 
They've got soft gel capsules. They got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there. And it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws. And they got some all natural treats on the way. All this is available at WholePetCBD.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.